Welcome to the Pre-Post Film Review. I'm Matt Stevenson. And I'm Bill Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good impression of old Bill. Uh, thanks. Uh, and I'm John Asquith. So the way the podcast works is we talk about a film over two separate time periods. Uh, the first section you'll hear is where we talk about a trailer for a film. Uh, in this case, we're going to be talking about The Conjuring 2, the sequel to The Conjuring, uh, if you couldn't guess. Uh, so we'll be talking about the trailer first, um, and that will be spoiler-free because we haven't seen the movie, so we'll just offer up some predictions, uh, some general thoughts on what we're expecting, uh, things like that. And then we come back, and after we've seen the film, we record a review of the film, uh, and we jump straight into spoilers then, so don't listen to that section if you haven't seen the movie, um, because you'll get spoiled. But uh, without any <laughs> any further ado, let's go into our trailer thoughts for The Conjuring 2. This is my home. Get out now. No, this is not your house. Now, what's your name? My name is Bill Wilkins. And I'm 72 years old. What do you make of that voice? Sounds confused. Is he senile? The voice on this tape is coming from an 11-year-old girl. They're calling it England's Amityville. There is a family that desperately needs our help. After everything we've seen, there isn't much that rattles either of us anymore. <laughs> But this one, this one still haunts me. Ooh, it's getting a bit chilly in here from all the spookiness, man. It is very spooky. <laughs> uh, we've just watched the trailer for The Conjuring 2. Uh, and I didn't see it at the theatre because I was big baby boy. I was scared. <laughs> uh, uh, so now we're forcing you, you to see part two yeah, of the cinema to make up for it. That's right. Exactly. Um... Yeah, I'm curious what you think of this one and maybe, Jen, just quickly what you thought of the first film sure. as well. Um, I really liked the first film. Um, I did think it was a tad overrated. I think people went a little bit bananas for it and it wasn't as amazing or as scary as people thought. I mean, it was. like It was, it was very well made and I did really enjoy kind of um, James Wan's stylistic throwbacks to kind of 70s horror films and there was lots of really slow zooms which was really cool particularly in the beginning of the film um, I did think it sort of went off the rails a bit towards the end and the third act became a bit conventional for my tastes and lost me a little bit but overall uh, I enjoyed it and one of the better horror films to come out in recent years um, so I guess I'm, I'm mildly excited for this one I think the trailer looks Interesting. I didn't know it was set in the UK, um, so that's kind of a cool twist. Uh, I like that they're setting it somewhere different. Uh, just in a normal, like a general horror trailer thing that I hate is the way that they always try and claim that it's based on true stories. <laughs> it just rubs mm. me up the wrong way and annoys the hell out of me. Um, so I dislike that about the trailer. But uh, in general, I think it looks good. Um I don't know, it's a bit hard to tell. Some of the scares do feel quite familiar. Um, you can sort of feel the beats of them and you know what's coming. Like the, the scene where she's looking in the mirror and looking behind her and looking in the... Like, it's effective, 
um, mm. but it's nothing new. Uh, similarly, like that, they, actually, the one that did get me was the, the creepy old man sort of like appearing out of the darkness after all the crucifixes had turned upside down. I thought that was pretty good. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess from the trailer, it, I can't see much of the kind of old school filmmaking style, but I don't think that's what they're going to push in the marketing because that's not the, the schlocky stuff that's going to get the masses mass audiences in to cinemas. So I'm hoping that that's in the final film itself. Uh, I do, however, think that the trailer is pretty spoilerific. Um, not that I think there's going to be a big plot twist, but you kind of see the whole flow of the film and exactly what the case is that are investigating what's happening with the girl. Then the whole thing about her having a premonition about the death of the husband or whatever she was talking about. Like it feels like it, uh, shows us way too much. We didn't need to see all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Overall, reasonably excited, I think. Um, I'm hoping hoping it'll be good. What about you? Um, yeah, I think I'm sort of on the same page. I was actually a little bit disappointed by that trailer because um, mm-hmm. I, I did really like the first film. Um, I agree that it was overrated a little bit, um, mm. but still extremely well made and like you said I loved the uh kind of old school uh cinematography and stuff that was there for most of the movie um and as you said that was the biggest thing that stood out to me in this trailer was it looks very modern in terms of how it's shot yeah. and um executed and I yeah I hope that's a trick of the trailer because it's kind of strange you know James Wan has this two horror franchises in uh currently in uh the conjuring and insidious um and i I felt like the difference was insidious was very much a modern Mm. horror sort of thing and the conjuring was more of a throwback which i way preferred yeah um so i hope they've kept that for the second film uh yeah i i don't have much more to add i pretty much just agree with you i think um the trailer gives away a lot some of the scares don't look as inventive maybe as the first I mean that the trailer for the first conjuring with the clapping and everything that was, was really so effective, yeah. effective. Uh there's nothing like that going on here. I guess the closest thing is that mirror yeah. shot, which as you said, we've seen before many, many times. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be effective in the moment, but I'm a bit worried that it won't won't quite live up to the the kind of nicely crafted filmmaking of the first one. Yeah. But it'll still be well made, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I did think, like, it did, I'm not one to, you know, laugh at horror films. And it usually annoys me when people make fun, you know, like are in a cinema laughing mm. at stuff. But that moment where she opens the door and the little girl's face is, like, in the between the pipes going, like... Genuinely just made me laugh. Like, it looked funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. Does it feel like the voice is coming from inside you? More like it's coming from behind me. Like I'm being used. Janet, are you alright? Stop calling me Janet. She's such a good girl. What's wrong with her? An oppressing spirit will try to force you to commit the ultimate sin. And what's that? Murder? Suicide? Or both? You believe us, don't you? Sensing a presence? 
I'm not sensing anything. All I can sense is their own fear. So, uh, here we are with our crucifixes, John, getting ready to banish <laughs> some demons after That's seeing right. uh, The Conjuring 2. So, I'm curious, given that we both enjoyed the first film and particular, in particular the sort of uh, old school filmmaking style that James Wan uh, used, I'm curious to hear if you enjoyed the second one as much and thought the filmmaking style was as effective this time around. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, overall, I did really enjoy this movie, actually. I mm-hmm. thought it was a really, really solid horror film. Um, very, um, well-crafted, like, uh, James Wan just has a sort of confidence when it comes to this sort of genre, because it's just like mainly what he does, it seems. Yeah. Um, but because he keeps coming back to it, it makes me feel like he has a real passion and he really wants to like think of interesting and fun ways to scare people through mm. cinema. Uh, and I really like that. I, I like that he's like accumulating this bag of like cinematic tricks for scaring people. And, um, you know, some of them are jump scares. He's definitely not afraid to do that. But he is very good at building just general dread and tension and um, like just very slow zooms or long takes um, mm. in certain areas. I think uh, this movie, he, he kind of did um, do away with the 70s style of filmmaking though. I think this feels a lot more like modern in terms of like technically how it's shot and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, with some of the, well, there's like, I guess, because um, we'll, we jump straight into spoilers, like towards the end there is like some CG crooked man stuff yeah which which i really enjoyed as a concept and i was sitting there going oh that's really cool but it didn't look great and it's not and, very you scary know, is it it's it, not scary I mean, yeah. no it's like a cool design and like mm. i i like the idea of it um so it was interesting that he he decided to not keep that kind of grainy film. I mean, it's not like it was, the first one was really grainy no, and actually so. felt 70s but i i still think there were longer takes and I don't know it just felt more filmic rather than mm. this feels more digital for lack of a better word like I, I don't know whether this was shot on film or not or even if the first one was but it felt like it um but I mean technical stuff aside I, I think it was still really effective um I I was I was pretty freaked out at times for sure I think much like the first film as it went on I was less scared and more just enjoying the movie and mm. um enjoying the ride. Um, but yeah, I, I was really, really happy with it overall. I thought the performances were good and I, I actually really like, I hope he makes another one because I, I, I like the idea of these two, this couple, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, I want to say, yeah, I think it's one. the paranormal investigators, like they're like paranormal Indiana Jones, <laughs> a couple, like they always come back with like some artifact or something and like place it in their little um you know yeah yeah scary room back at their house. It's such a um, weird so thing I, to do. That anyway, it's so. really strange, isn't it? I guess that's what they did in real life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. Like, and that's another element I like. I mean, I don't really uh, I, I I'm not sitting there like believing every, all of this stuff, but I like I do like that they're like these people that just went on these like adventures in real life. Apparently, you know, yeah. like. 
all over the world and had these like crazy things happen to them. Um, So I could watch like one of these every few years, honestly, just as a fun kind of scary, you know, paranormal thing. If they're all like well-made like this, Mm. um, for sure, I'd I'd be up for seeing another one. Um, But yeah, anyway, they're they're sort of my, my general thoughts. Hopefully that wasn't too rambly. I'm still uh, waking up over here because I saw, actually I saw the movie yesterday and I, I must admit I was thinking of that nun last night when I was in bed <laughs> and uh, it was a little scary. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty freaky. Yeah. Um, what about you, Matt? What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think I agree for the most part. Um, I think it sounds like <clears throat> you perhaps liked it a little bit more than me, but I still quite enjoyed it as well. Um, <laughs> I think for me there's probably a little too much reliance on jump scares. Um, I, I was just kind of sitting there, especially towards the end, um, after, you know, the 28th jump scare had happened, and they kind of just missing... So, I mean, it's a completely different film, but just something like The Witch or something that doesn't do any of that, but is just builds, like, this utter sense of mm. dread, which I didn't really yeah. feel in The Conjuring. Like, it's, it's sort mm. of, like, within... The moment he's good at building tension, but I was I like I never once sort of felt that any of the characters were in mortal danger, or uh, maybe sort of some of the family members I did, but I never really cared enough about them to you know really really feel feel mm. freaked out. Um, but he's yes yeah, certainly effective scene to scene with just building creepiness and mm. like you said with the, mm. the nun that was some of my favorite shit like the the scene yeah. with the painting on the wall in the yeah. uh, in the study oh man yeah that i was like half covering my face in that yeah. scene watching it that was just uh where the light keeps going off and the paint yeah. like you just see the face and stuff yeah that was really effective it's so so well done and that just the way it kind of you're never 100 percent sure whether it's the painting or if it's an actual yeah. face there like it's, it's yeah yeah it's really cool um mm. and actually it, it, uh, while i'm on a roll of talking about specific scenes the other scene that i really loved um was the scene when they are sort of interviewing the girl or not interviewing the girl but they're trying to coax the the creepy old man voice out of her and he's yeah she says he won't do it if they're not looking or whatever so they all turn away oh that and was it's, amazing it's just this really really long one take of yes like uh what's his name patrick wilson is that his name um yeah like I think so, yeah close up and to the left of frame and she is just out of focus and kind of like weirdly slightly deforming and getting a bit strange and it's just yeah and it holds well, that for how, the entirety of the scene and like it never racks focus. You're always expecting it to like do some cheap scare or something to freak you out, but it just it's so subtle and so well done. And yeah, that was really, really effective. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was so slow that it was like halfway through that shot, I realized that it was like now there was a man sitting mm. there. And then like but I didn't realise it I didn't yeah. see it happening. Like it was like really slow over the whole take. That was yeah, super effective. Yeah. So, and there's just little things like that. Like, I agree with you that it do- didn't necessarily feel um, 70s or old school, the filmmaking, but that was, the filmmaking itself was my favourite part of this film. Like, yeah, it was just, I agree. It's just so fun to watch him yeah. play around. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, there's so many great um, sort of like 
jump cuts that aren't jump cuts. Like he hides. Yes. I mean, it's still digital trickery, but it's really well done. Like her falling, the little girl falling over, and then she'll be in the like living room instead of in the bedroom or it'll do like a zoom into her face and then zoom out and it'll be she'll be somewhere else and it was yeah it was really cool i loved all that stuff it was so much fun Mm. um yeah so yeah i guess like in general uh more enjoyable than i anticipated but i would agree that the longer it went i think it's a little over long too like i think it's over two hours isn't it um Mm. i think it could have done with a bit of a tighten up um and the kind of the the logic at the end of the film fell apart a little bit for me um but yeah in general it was yeah a pleasant surprise and i do like your idea of them doing like a a series of adventures <laughs> of these spooky couple that goes and yeah. exercises demons or whatever that's pretty mm. cool it's a cool idea yeah that would be really fun and i i, I was thinking of that you know when towards the end when they probably around the part that you were saying, like it all, it all falls apart a little bit. Um, mm. They've got this like riddle to solve for some yeah. reason. Yeah. It goes, gives them a riddle. I know. Like um, what? <laughs> yeah. That was, that was kind of weird, but it, that's what triggered it in my head. It's like, Oh, they're kind of like solving this like puzzle. And now they're going to go defeat the, the bad demon. And like, they've, I don't know. I just, I really like the structure of like, mm. they learn about it. They're hesitant to do it. They finally go like, I don't care if it's the same thing every time. I find that really, um, just appealing as like a, a thrill ride kind of thing. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's funny that the whole sort of mystery at the, in the third act, I think a lot of the parts on their own are quite cool and clever. Like I really loved the, the two audio recordings that when they played them, like taken at different times when they mm. played them simultaneously, it like they filled in the gaps and it became a full mm. sentence. Like that's such a cool idea. But like yeah. you said, the, just the actual logic of when you, they're putting all the pieces together. Like that for some reason they needed the demon's name and the demon just told them the name. Like, yeah. Just told her earlier or whatever. For yeah, some reason. Weird. And then yeah. she just, she just keeps the Bible that she like destroyed in the house, just in the back of the car. Or whatever. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. That's a good point. I <laughs> Why would she keep that? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little bit nitpicky and it's kind of, you know, in it, not really about that, but mm. um, it did take me out of it a little bit. Yeah, um, that that's a good sort of point to lead to. Like, do you think this is about anything? It, like, it is is uh, James Wan interested in in using all this stuff as a metaphor for something, or is it more of just like a superficial carnival ride, haunted house, which is fine. I, mm. I almost think it probably is more of that. I'm struggling mm. to sort of think if if there's anything there. What I did like uh, was sort of halfway through, or I guess it's towards the third act, the, the final act, is um, that everyone thinks she's faking it. Um, mm. And, you know, there's we've seen enough as an audience to know that it's real, but I, I like the idea of doing a movie like this and then it turns out that they are. And like it's almost like an anticlimax at the end or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I know they'd never do it because it's uh, quite a mainstream sort of movie by this point. But uh, I don't know. I, I found that idea interesting, and of course they didn't go down it. But um, you know, a bit more questioning of what's real and what isn't would be yeah. uh, something I'd be keen to explore in another movie if they do another one. No, I think you're right in terms of 
the substance of the film. I don't think there is much there. It, it is kind of refreshing that he seems to be more interested in character than mm. most horror films are. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, which is a good thing, even though I don't think it's doing or saying anything particularly interesting, you know, but it, mm. it, it, it does have, it does spend the time with the characters or the lead characters, Lorraine and what's his name? What's the guy's name? Uh, Ed. Ed. Yeah. yeah, like their relationship is almost focused on more than the the child yeah, and her like family. Yeah, I like that. And it kind of just ends with them, you know, reconciling the the issues that they were having and having a, having a little dance in the living room or whatever. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is cool. I like that. Um, but other than that, I don't think it's particularly interested in making any sort of big statements or exploring any sort of deeper themes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't you can't expect something from a film like that you want that the filmmaker has no interest mm. in but you know it does also start with them on that show with a skeptic and there's a skeptic with them this woman that's also investigating the case mm. and it just felt like maybe that was something they could have pushed even further um but yeah the movie clearly is a hundred percent on the side of the of the warrens yeah. um and i haven't i should have probably done some research i don't know if they're still around or not yeah i'm not sure couple. actually um but uh yeah maybe to get permission to use the stories they had to sort of you know say that yeah we won't make fun of you or something I <laughs> yeah don't know. we won't suggest that you're dodgy no i think it's a really good point and i think i agree that it is a missed opportunity particularly now that you bring that up like there is a big through line about the skeptics mm. and people who don't mm believe in what they're doing but it never really goes anywhere i mean there's that moment where they yeah. all leave because like the, the, she's caught on video as faking it but like you said we as an audience yeah d- never buy into that once like it's almost pointless in a sense you yeah know I mean? like, and, and i i found that scene a bit strange because like the doors all slammed shut in front of everyone and she didn't do that you know and <laughs> yeah. then and then, like, they've all witnessed, like, shit moving at other times. Mm. It just felt a bit bit strange that they would, yeah, just give up so easily then. Yeah. But I guess they, they needed that, you know, dramatic tension yeah. or whatever. Um, in the trailer discussion, um, I mentioned one of the shots looked a little silly and funny. Did you find any moments in the film that, that didn't work or were unintentionally hilarious instead of frightening? Um... I not not as much. No, I when when you finally get to that scene where she's like all contorted in that little cupboard, that was actually quite scary and effective. Mm. Um, like I said before, I think some of the CG stuff it wasn't funny, but it wasn't scary either. I, I at first I was a bit put off by that um, when the dog turns into the, the crooked, crooked man. man or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, what, what's going on here? What this? What are we turning into? Um, <laughs> But then I, as I said before, then I sort of really liked it just as a concept and as a design. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it wasn't particularly scary. I don't know. Did anything stand out to you as not working or do you think it was all pretty uh, effective? No, it was all pretty well done, I think. Yeah, that scene in particular where she's all weirdly contorted into the cupboard or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it was, surpri- was worked surprisingly well. 
when it was actually in the in the context of the film. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't think that. I mean, there's a, a little things I agree with the Crooked Man. Um, was an interesting visual idea, but wasn't scary. I kind of yeah. liked that it almost looked stop motiony, like the movement and things. Like mm. it was, it was a mm. cool, cool idea. Um, and having just praised the scene with the nun in the study in the paintings, um, there is the moment where sort of like the hands come out from behind the painting, and it it sort yeah. of just became a little bit CG and suddenly just lost all scary yeah, I and like it never became funny yeah. but it was just so menacing that sort of painting in the darkness you didn't really need to push it any further than that and yeah. uh, actually literally push it yeah push yeah, the painting. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it also got a little too uh magical in some points too like the, the, yes. when the little girl gets like pulled through the floor and things like like she was up on the roof and then she sort of just gets sucked up in like inside into the bedroom. And I don't know, like that took me out of the, the film a little bit just because it was so utterly unbelievable that like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite I, understand the the logic or the rules of the world at that point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, that reminds me too of the end when they, when she beats the, the nun demon and it turns into this CG like mm. horned thing for a second. Um, and that was just not needed. Uh, that, yeah. It's like instantly not scary at all at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, that's nitpicky stuff, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, actually that just reminded me, we can cut this out as well, but, um, we were talking before about how the, the puzzle at the end didn't make sense. I did find it strange that like the whole conceit was that, well, like, the nun demon was like the one that was behind it all. She was the mastermind. Um, like it's it's kind of weird and why did if the if the nun demon's end goal was to like get the this break up this couple or kill what's his name old mate ed mm. um yeah like why go to london and like find this remote family so far away from the, the yeah. target that it's after and like then on top of that like the whole the whole twist at the end is like the old bloke that carked it in the chair was actually just like a lovely old man that is being yeah, controlled by like or yeah. you know forced to do this stuff by the um by the nun. Look, bullshit. Like he the stuff that came out of his mouth he's like biting children and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He yeah, was clearly he, not a he nice was an person. Old yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a little bit hard to swallow when I like, I, at first I was like, oh, that's a good twist. And then I thought about it for one second. I was like, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And I, I, yeah, I don't know how much they're taking from what, what the real case was, but that, that is like where you start to go, I don't really believe most of this is real or true. Uh, mm. And I mean, may, maybe all that, the, the non-demon stuff is made up maybe in real, real life. As in their reports, they, yeah, they, yeah. They concluded that it was just the, the old man or something. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, all that other stuff's a bit too. Um. Yeah, it doesn't quite quite add up or make sense. Mm. One other thing that I really liked is the uh, opening titles. I'd forgotten. Oh like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. They're so cool, and it, I remember that from the first Conjuring when I saw it. Mm. Like, yeah, just same. The, yeah. the scrolling text and the big words just yeah. like moving across the screen and that's that's kind of it 
I think there's like yeah. ominous music playing at the. Yeah, it's like really shrill, kind of ominous music. Yeah. I love those titles, and I was the same. I'd forgotten how cool they were. Yeah. But then that does, even though we're both pretty positive on this movie, it does. It is a shame that he didn't follow through with that filmmaking, you yeah. know, because that's very seventies and. He has a couple of freeze frames in the movie, which I really liked. Again, it kind of feels old school. But then there's really modern stuff at the same time. It's a bit of a, um, yeah, a strange mixture in that sense. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I do, as as much as I like the movie, I do. I am, yeah, a little disappointed that it wasn't more classical in that sense. Mm, yeah, I would agree with that. But almost like it doesn't earn... How good those opening titles are! Yeah, the rest they're of the so film. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we both seem like we're pretty pretty positive overall. That was a mm. a decent sequel, a bit of a pleasant surprise, I suppose. And yeah, I love your idea of them being the Indiana Jones of horror films, especially <laughs> if it's globe trotting like this. Like it was cool that it was set in a completely different country. So yeah, I'd certainly I really like that. be up for checking out a another one of their adventures if they do make a third film yeah yeah me too uh and before we go i was going to ask you matt if uh i could google this but are you anywhere near uh enfield Um, Enfield? yeah it is enfield and i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so but i don't think it's too far away um okay yeah someone that go and see the house yeah i could Wise men say Only fools rush in But I can't help Falling in love with you Thanks for listening to the pre-post film review. Uh, we'd love to know what you guys thought of The Conjuring 2. Did it uh, stack up to the first movie or was it disappointing? Um, you can email us at prepostfilmreview at gmail.com and uh, we reply to every email. So you, even if you just type hello, we'll write hello back, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, and if you don't, want to email us you can also find us on facebook and we're also on twitter we're at prepostfr um we post interesting news articles and little updates there so come on over and check us out uh the most important thing however is to subscribe so head on over to itunes and click the subscribe button and if you're feeling generous you can also leave us a review that would be super awesome um, or you can just subscribe to us on, on whatever you're using to listen to this podcast right now. That would be great. That's right. You can also follow us on Letterboxd, uh, which is a great little film community website. Um, the links to our profiles are in the show notes there. Um, and that's just a great way to rank movies and uh, see what else we've been watching and keep a diary of what you've been watching. Uh, so join us next episode. We're going to be talking about... Another sequel, Independence Day Resurgence. I've got nothing funny to add cool. to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a weird noise to make, but couldn't come up with it. <laughs>
I think they're fighting. <laughs> but I can't, I can't look at you. Do you know who it, who they are? No, it's just someone out on the street. Well, maybe that's appropriate for the po- for this movie. If you've just got like these yelling voices <laughs> in the background. True.